We now start the ninth and final chapter of Maseches Gitin. This is Perk Tes Mishnah Aleph 9.1. And this Mishnah starts out by talking about the necessity of the get to effect a full severance between the husband and wife, because the Pasuk says it should be a safer krisus, a bill of severance. Lechares means the cut, cut off. And therefore the point is that their relationship has to be entirely severed. That being the case, the Mishnah says, Hamagarish ishto, if one divorces his wife, va'amarla, and he says to her, at the time that he gives her the get, Hariat muteris adam, You are permitted to marry whoever you want, anybody, except for Mr. So-and-so, except for Johnny. So now, the point is that um, he is essentially severing his marital bonds with her, but he's like sort of, so to speak, retaining one little filament that connects him to her and that she can't, she's like already married, so to speak, and as much as she cannot marry, she's not free to marry this so-and-so, this Johnny. So is that considered to be a divorce, an, an effective divorce, an effective garish or not? So Rebeliezer says yes. Rebeliezer, matir, the chum osram, but the chum say no, it's not. Now the machlokus here is about something else kind of technical and, and to the side, which is... There's a separate area in the Torah which explicitly talks about divorce, gerishim. And there, in the context of a Kohen who's forbidden to marry a Gerusha, a woman who's been divorced, a divorcee. So, in that Pasuk of then Vayikra Per Chafalaf Pasuk Zion, it says, Ve'isha, Gerusha, a woman who was a divorcee, Me'isha, from her husband, that's a Isha, Isha's her, is the husband, the Mapike, Lo Yikahu. He, the Kohen, may not take as a wife. So now if you think about it, the Pazak could have said, Ve'isha grusha lo yikahu. A Kohen may not marry a divorcee. Why does it say divorced from her husband? So the word, the extra her husband, um, is a mutar. It's an extra superfluous word, which comes to teach you that uh, a, divorce, a woman who has been divorced, so to speak, just from her husband, but not from free to other men, is already considered to be a grusha enough that she can't marry a Kohen. So says Rabbi Eliezer, that tells you that if the husband says you're free to, you're divorced except that you're free to marry only some people or maybe no one else even, the point is, since the husband has rejected her, she is so to speak like um, she's got the mark of divorce. This is actually, we mentioned back in the previous parak Mishnah Ches of uh, Perak Ches, there's this idea of reach haget, like the, the whiff of a get. And the point is that the Pazak is saying, that a woman who has even like the whiff of a get is now like a divorcee in as much as she's not allowed to marry a Cohen anymore. So that being the case, Rabbi Ezra says, you see from this that a woman who's just been divorced from her husband, even if she's not free to marry whomever she wants, just from her husband, Isha, is enough to tell you it's a divorce, and therefore she's divorced. The, the Cham, however, say no, they're Oster, meaning they... So what, I just want to translate the words. Rabbi Lezer Matir, he, the, he permits her now to marry the rest of the world except for that one person. So Matir, they permit her to now leave her first husband and marry a second husband, anybody besides for that one Johnny who was specified. The Cham Oshin, the Cham say, no, she's not free, meaning she's not divorced at all. She's still married to her first husband. She can go back to him if they so want, or she casts a nugget, I'll call it a new divorce, a divorce for the first time, um, before she can marry somebody else. Because if the husband um, retains any thread of connection to her by saying you can't marry even one particular person, then that's not considered a crisis, not considered a divorce, and they're still married. Now the Chum 
acknowledge that there is a drush to be made here, Meisha, from her husband, that restricts a Kohen from marrying such a woman, but the Chacham say that's not good enough to affect divorce in general. That's just saying this idea of Reich get of like the whiff of a get, is saying that Chacham are held to a higher standard in many different areas. They can't be exposed to, to corpse Toma, and they can't marry... Um, uh, they can't marry a Zona, and also they can't marry a woman who's a Grusha, divorcee, even if she's just been divorced, quote-unquote, from her husband, but not from everyone else, if you know what I mean. So it's a Meisha, as long as the husband has rejected her, that's enough to mark her a Grusha. But that's a stricture that applies specifically in the context of Kohanim and their marriage, but as far as divorces in general, that Reich getting doesn't apply at all, and therefore, if the husband says, um, he gives her the get and says, um, you're free to marry, marry whoever you want except for that one person, Johnny. That's not good enough. Okay? This idea of Reich Get, by the way, pretty much all the Rishonim learn, it's actually a Doraisa issue um, because it's a learned now from a Pasuk and the you know the Gemara talks about it as such. So this Reich Get restricting the Kohanim from marrying a woman who had went through such a ineffective divorce, I'll call it, um, is, a, is a Doraisa thing. The Ramam... Uh, notably understand that it's really a nasmachta, it's rabbinic in nature, and it's just the shreyach get means since the woman has sort of been like, been through like a, it looks like a divorce, it's like kind of like, you know, a chalutza or something. She went through a chalutza, she's been rejected, and therefore a kohen kameh her, only, but only rabbinically. Okay, halach is like the chachamim, for sure, that it's not good enough. So, if the husband did that, meaning if the husband gave the wife the get, and he said, you can marry whoever you want, you're free to go except for so-and-so, so we said that's not good enough. So now what should he do? Ketzad Ya'ase, how does he now divorce her? Yitlenu heimena, he has to take the get back from his wife. And he has to give it to her a second time. And he says, He says, you are free to marry whomever you want, with no restrictions. And that will be good. Now, a couple things, this is, this is a couple of chidushim here, at least, at least two. Uh, one is that, really, when a person gives a get to his wife, he could just simply say, here's your get, and that's enough. No need, no need to say, you're free to marry whomever you want. That goes without saying, as long as she knows she's getting a get, that's sufficient. Um, but since he previously said there was like a, a limited scope of the divorce, because he said that she couldn't marry so-and-so, so now he has to re-give it and make it clear that that, Limiting factor has been rescinded. He's restating it, saying, no, you're free to marry whoever you want without limitation to make sure it's clear, and that would affect the divorce properly. Um, the other point here is that although we said previously that you could give, let's say we saw a couple of Mishnahs ago, the husband puts the get in the wife's hand, but she doesn't know what it is. She thinks it's, you know, whatever, it's just a, an IOU or something, a mortgage or something, and then she discovers, oh, look, it's my get. So she's not divorced yet because he didn't put her on notice that it was her get, but as soon as he does, assuming it's still in her hand, at that point, he doesn't need to give it to her a second time. It's in her hand. He now told her, that's her get. She'll be divorced. So the question is that over here, why does he have to take it back and give it to her a second time? Why can't he say, oh, that get in your hand, now that someone told me that me limiting you from marrying, you know, so-and-so wasn't the valid way of saying it, so now I'm saying it a second time. You can marry whomever you want. Why does he have to give it to her a second time? And the answer is because um, the act of giving was done wrong. In other words, the the get is the sort of magic wand which affects the severance of the bonds of marriage, but there's also like a formula that has to be recited when he gives her the get, and that formula is putting her on notice that she should be aware that she's now being divorced. So if the handing over wasn't accompanied with the proper declaration, one that was 
ineffective, like you're divorced, free to marry whomever you want, except for so-and-so, he'll have to do that part again. So he takes it back and gives it to her a second time. On the other hand, says the Mishnah, if instead of him having said you're free to marry whomever you want, except for so-and-so, it was written inside the document itself of the get. So then, even if he would take the get back and scratch out that line that said, except for so-and-so, no, that would not be effective. Since when the get was created, it was not created as a bill of severance, as a safer Christus. It was had you know, some limited scope to its severing. So therefore, that's not good enough. It'll have to be rewritten. Kind of just the same way we said, you know, if a get is not written, the Shema. If a person has two wives, both named, you know, Sarah, and he originally intends to divorce the older Sarah, but then he changes his mind to the younger Sarah. He can't just say, oh, I meant the younger Sarah. Let's redo this for the younger Sarah. No, no. The get has to be rewritten from scratch. So it's Lishma. So to here, it has to be written um, from scratch that it's a bona fide, safer Croesus. One final point I want to say before the Mishnah ends, which is the following, and this is important to understand. What's happening here is when he says, this is your get, he's saying the divorce is limited in some way. If a person would say it's a full divorce, but it's conditional on something, like Hareza Gitech, this year get almanas on condition that you don't marry so and so. So that would be the same as if you said this is your divorce now on condition that I don't come back until Tuesday, or that you whistle Dixie, or any other ridiculous or arbitrary condition that he wants to put. Since the husband's allowed to put whatever conditions he wants on the get, he could say this is your get on condition that you don't marry so and so. That would be an effective get, because the get, the severance was unlimited. It's just there was a condition put on the efficacy of the get. So that's a nuanced difference, a very important difference, um, but it uh, doesn't take away from the basic points of our mission, which is that when he says something to her, if he says it in a way that limits the divorce's scope, it would not be effective.